Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Learning to Fly the Podcast. Today, I'm excited to share uh, the work and information and voice of a soul that I met through the pandemic, actually, and through many, many writing groups that I joined to cure my loneliness. You've heard me rant about those before, so we won't go into that any further. But today, and without further ado, I introduce Mickey. <laughs> Hello. How are hi. you today? <laughs> I am good. Yeah, excited to be here. Um, so how would you describe yourself to a stranger? I think this is the best way to start. Oh my goodness. Um, I guess kind of like an overgrown toddler is my vibe as a rule. I love how you took a drink as soon as I started saying that. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. I'm sorry, but cool. <laughs> yeah, I think, it, yeah, it's at least what I'm trying to emulate. I think a bit more the sort of carefreeness and uh i will do what i want when i want to do it but like in the body of an adult that is aware of like putting other people's needs as well around that you know what i mean like it's that i balance. do okay <laughs> <laughs> so definitely finding the balance between the what you want and the how to live yeah. um okay <laughs> um and i know that you do dabble in poetry I don't know if that's your main focus so are there other types of writing you do um it is mostly poetry I am very uh new to all of this really I've done it a little bit on and off before uh the lovely pandemic year <laughs> um, but I kind of got into it then I have and I'm in the process of writing some book type things and some play type things but nothing particularly solid okay fair enough um do you have a preference in which project you'd want to finish first like is poetry more fun is the book more fun is the play I think I find poetry more fun at the minute purely because um once you've done a poem and then you can move on to a different topic a different thought it doesn't all need to connect together necessarily if I was going to put together a book or something um whereas with bigger stories it has to all link together obviously which is very hard to do when you're only working on it as and when you can as opposed to it being your main focus fair enough um I can absolutely hear that and understand that uh that's why I stick to short stories and poetry because then my thought is like super condensed <laughs> do you yeah. have any favorite authors poems or other writers um, so I'm I'm really bad with favorites. I like things too much. Um, Fair enough. But currently, uh, currently, uh, I'm rereading some Neil Hilborn works. Um, which makes sense because that's kind of how we met. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, seeing him twice a week in uh in a writing circle kind of makes you want to learn more about his own writing. Um, mm -hmm. and so yeah, I've been I've been going back to that a fair bit, but also just. I'm not really reading loads of poetry just because the amount of uh, open mic nights and the circles that we do together, um, it takes up a lot of my poetry time. And yeah. so my favorites are kind of just us, like our groups, like the people that randomly will appear and read an amazing poem. And that that's it. That's the end of it. I uh, totally hear you. In fact, I wish there were a way that like, 
some of these groups that were in could publish more anthologies or more like different things to get these voices out there and show them, hey, it's not something to be so afraid of because there are some insanely talented people, of course, yourself included, and, you know, all these all these other, you know, various voices and names and things. Um, and I only get to go to one of the writing circles a week, so I'm sure there's a whole nother group that I'm missing out on. <laughs> That's really lovely to say, and of obviously you are included in that too <laughs> you are of course getting your your book out so you're already a step ahead of most of us um but yeah you're right it's it being able to start that journey i think for a lot of people and um do you have other creative outlets or is writing kind of it so uh i used to um i used to play music i used to play guitar a fair bit i um I am disabled and in the process of becoming disabled, I'm no longer able to do that. Um, but I used to sing as well and I'm trying to get back into singing now, um, nearly as a form of physiotherapy actually, because it helps with my breathing, um, like exercises, it kind of goes hand in hand. Yeah, no, I was in choir forever and I have some health issues as well. So I, I totally get that. <laughs> yeah, so that's been a big one. Um, I but didn't yeah. know about the guitar, though. I'm so sorry to hear that. I mean, not that it's going to help any, but. <laughs> it's OK. It was um, it was more so kind of something to do alongside the singing. And I feel like, again, after COVID madness and pandemic, uh, maybe I can get a group going and then I'll have other people to do the guitaring for me and then everything will be fine. Fair enough. <laughs> um. So this is one of my favorite questions and feel free to take all the time you need on it. What don't you talk about enough that is close to your heart? And where could we shed some more light? <laughs> um, I have a silly answer and I have like uh, more probably what you're going for on. So. Give us both, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um, silly answer, although still very accurate, is, um, is elephants. <laughs> okay i'm listening I, you have me intrigued <laughs> <laughs> this last week uh, a friend of mine um sent me a message of, of uh, like a did you know that elephants um have been seen to like worship the moon and like pray to the moon i'm like yeah i don't doubt it and then i went off on a bit of a rant and he kept having to leave me and i'm like no come back i need to tell you about the elephants um they were my favorite animal growing up they still are uh, among with like a million other favorites, of course, but um, I just think they're very cool and people don't realize how smart they are. And they see us as if we are like, they see us the way we see puppies, which is just cool and nice and more people should hug elephants. And since <laughs> we are on the elephant topic, um, they're in the areas that they are the most native, they are actually seen as monsters, which is so far from the truth and I don't think that gets talked about enough so since we're on the topic um... it's no, you're right exactly and it's it's understandable as well though because of their intelligence and because there have been incidents where elephants will go and like um break into houses and kill people because they felt like it not like that they're stampeding a town that they were like purposely going for someone yeah which is terrifying the, so I I, think there are both sides of it for sure but I think that just like anything else we need to learn and take it upon ourselves to understand our actions 
um, and how we interact with the things around us. <laughs> exactly. Don't don't have an elephant hold a grudge over you, maybe. <laughs> yeah, just just be a nice human. Um, okay, sorry, you were saying you have uh, a different answer as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is, um, it's kind of my go-to at the minute. Um, it's just uh, disability access stuff I'm in a very broad sense um, but specifically I will talk a lot about toilet access because no one likes talking about toilets and yet here I am a person who <laughs> needs that sometimes in your life um, and it's it's just the idea that places will understand their like buildings or whatever to be accessible because they've been told like oh it's all level access or it's all whatever but they they won't have bathrooms that are accessible for wheelchair users um or even have like railings for people who like have trouble sitting up and stand standing up and sitting down so and i just want to clarify you are in the uk yes i'm in the uk yes okay um the only reason i ask is because i know my my boyfriend is disabled he's a dwarf um and so we have to deal with a lot of the same things but right. i've noticed that we tend to either have really good luck or the areas that we have been in have been super on top of that so i just wanted to like give the the difference of, of yeah. uh fact and opinion um not that what you're saying is not any more valuable but just to to build upon it no i appreciate that yeah it's um so i'm in london um and it's one of these um it's very touch and go like some sometimes places are incredibly accessible and it's like a breath of fresh air but um like throughout a day just being outside like even just getting down the street i'm speaking specifically as a wheelchair user of course as well which you won't know because you can't see me hello but, <laughs> but we've talked about this in bits yeah. and pieces so yeah that I just and I wasn't trying to take away from you either just no no, no I know <laughs> you're good um yeah no I still find it hard to realize that people who I know of the internet won't necessarily know that I'm disabled because oh, okay. you know, I don't move and you don't see the chair unless I back up so um and I don't wave my arms around so you don't see that I can't wave my arms around so it's that in itself is an odd one but yeah gotcha. I'm sorry <laughs> no 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 you're fine it's all, it's all good um it's I was talking to someone about this briefly yesterday because I'm trying to talk I'm trying to shout about it a bit more this idea of if things are accessible for those who need the most support chances are it's going to be accessible for everyone else or at least most other people I know that that's not always the case like making everything into a ramp means that some people can't walk up ramps this sort of thing but like it's still you cover a lot of ground at least considering that stuff and mm -hmm. the mistakes people make in especially in like building things for uh accessibility purposes like they they make everything flat and then there's like one step for no reason like out of nowhere and it's like why now you have to put in a ramp or a lift or and then the lift is for like three stairs it's just done it just doesn't add up um yeah it's it's just that that sort of stuff and I will like essentially everything I talk about I never get to talk about enough because I will tangent <laughs> on something else and never get back to my original point <laughs> Fair enough. So that's a poetry is great for you. <laughs> exactly. It's doing me wonders. 
and I think that it's crazy um, because I have friends in other countries and I have family in other countries. And of course, living and dating a, a dwarf has opened my eyes. And I will totally admit that. Like there are some things that I learned from him that I had never once considered, uh, which makes me feel like a terrible person saying that. But it's it's really interesting to see how everyone handles things like accessibility, which is something that's so basic in its own way, so very differently. <laughs> like it shouldn't be so sp like widespread. I think there should be one universal standard because there's one universal concept. Um, not that everyone fits in a box and not that, you know, that's where we're going, but there should be <laughs> a blanket like, okay, this needs to be understood. <laughs> it's, it's that thing. It has to be blanket understood that there are so many different versions of this and it will one thing that is accessible will not necessarily work for everyone yeah and it's the understanding i think behind that that will help a lot um of situations because obviously if something's physically just not possible it's not possible yeah. but if you're not if i for example were to try and go somewhere and i couldn't and then the people that were there wouldn't be um particularly kind about that fact it's just like no we can't help you sorry like go away basically you're in the way mm -hmm. like that's not gonna make me feel like a, so like trying to make a situation work for me so that I can be a part of something it's gonna make me back off or yeah. get annoyed and upset with those people like there's no good that can come of that interaction um I was the same as well like before um before I was a wheelchair user uh there's definitely a lot that I didn't no like i knew some things i had friends that were wheelchair users as well but like you never i just think you never know enough even now as this is my life i still don't know everyone's experience right so absolutely and I'm always gonna something. if you don't mind me asking uh just for clarification you were about how old when you became a wheelchair user so um i my injury happened in 2018 it has just been over three years okay so, so still learning, of course, as well. I was 21 at the time to answer your actual question. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. The only reason I ask is like, because having two decades of experience one way and then suddenly transitioning, I feel like that's going to be hard on anyone. And of course, you're going to learn so many new things and it's going to take you years and years to get up to that same level. So. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. It's It all takes time. And again, like the reason I use a wheelchair is different to Exactly. most other people that use wheelchairs so all of that and there are so many different things that they can be helpful for so it's not just you know one blanket answer there either it's just a simple understanding would be helpful um yeah exactly with that we are gonna talk about today's sponsor real quick and then return to our conversation um so we will see you guys in just a second so as we come back this is more the fun part of the conversation the more laid back part of the conversation um, but of course, we need to start with self-promotion. So where can we find you? What kind of platforms are you on? Um, what kind of content do you have? What can we do to support you? All that lovely stuff is totally fair game here. <laughs> cool. Um, so I'm mostly just on Instagram at the minute. I'm currently, uh, I've got like two accounts that I'm working with. So there's like my personal one which is weird hair uh, underscore wheelchair um which will soon have poetry appear on it 
on occasion. I'm not the most published person, but I'm there. Um, but you're extremely other... talented. So sharing that is like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm getting there slowly. Um, the other one, which is um, uh, a collaborative thing that I'm doing with a friend uh, is called the, un uh, not the Unfinished Art Collective on Instagram. Um, it is um, this ongoing project um, that I'm doing again with a friend where um, we get people to send in unfinished or unloved pieces of their own work, be it poetry or uh, visual art or anything really. Um, we had, uh, I think I just got one uh, last week that was an audio clip that someone made for us to work with, which I'm really excited about. That sounds um, amazing. <laughs> yeah. And um, the idea is uh, a few things. So we're trying to promote the idea that not everything you share has to be perfect and done and a polished piece of work. Uh, like we see, like the uh, the thing on Instagram of like everything being a certain way and uh, the unrealistic expectation and you not knowing how much work goes behind a product, you just see the final piece. Um, so to get a progress of that a little bit, However, then, I do um, want to elaborate something that I learned recently, and I feel like the podcast is a great place to share it and your project might benefit. Um, anything that you post on the internet does count as published. So if you are trying to submit to a, a lit magazine or to an art uh, gallery or things like that, they have the right to deny it if they can find it on your social media or if they can find it on a podcast or different things like that. So I just, I don't share that information enough. And I, like I said, recently learned it. So I just want to make sure, and I know that is technically worldwide um but again everyone kind of has their own choices and rights and and things like that so just wanted to share uh somebody actually got turned down from a fantastic lit magazine because they appeared here and I think that's terrible because they didn't even share the piece they just talked about the piece um and so yeah just wanted to share uh and make sure everybody has that in their wheelhouse yeah for sure that's really good to know definitely um yeah I didn't I didn't know it included talking about it as well that's I, awful I think that was just one really because they're super prestigious I think that was just their interpretation of it um, and like I said everyone has their own interpretation but anything that is shared counts as published because it's oh, yeah so I felt bad about that and wanted to share <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. No, I'm I'm definitely gonna be shouting that around a bit. That's something important for everyone to know. Um, yeah. So, um, well, aside from that shocking discovery, <laughs> um, I guess it's the idea of looking at things that you have already rejected yourself and are all happy to pass on for other people to do things with and look at. So, um, I suppose that kind of avoids that issue this is true uh, <laughs> I just you know wanted to to share because like if they decide they want to reuse that piece themselves yeah very, <laughs> very good to know definitely um, however upcycling art is super fun so like please exactly. enjoy your collective and please uh, be <laughs> successful <laughs> <laughs> thank you yeah that's what it that's all it is really it's upcycling and it's kind of it's sort of community coming together at a point where we can't physically come together 
um, as well. All of that lovely stuff. Um, so that's Unfinished Art Collective. And I'm, I'm really proud of it. We're not huge or anything, but it's just kind of nice to see what people do when they are given. Uh, like, this is a thing I hate. Here you go. And then people, it gives people ideas to do magic things. And I think I've heard you talk about this before. Um, I think that's so much fun. And every time I hear about it, I'm like, oh, I know what I could submit, but like, I don't. Um, and so <laughs> it's kind of fun. Um. It's a it's a tricky one to, I think, get started in. I think once you're in, again, assuming that you aren't uh, wanting to hold on to things to be put into yeah. professional published stuff, then yeah, it's it's really nice. <laughs> absolutely um and then the next question is another chance if there's something that's near and dear to your heart that you want to shout out you're welcome to do so this can be an organization this can be a goal this can be a fun fact it can be whatever you want oh I'm stumped <laughs> <laughs> um I don't know I think I'm just gonna repeat kind of what I said a minute ago um the it's not really a fun fact it's just this last year and a bit uh has been really rough for a lot of people and um it's i've seen uh on one hand people struggling with finding anything to spend their time doing and on the other hand people pushing themselves to learn how to do everything and produce things at an alarming rate because they had to feel useful in some way and or just because now, they had so much in their head like the pandemic did weird things <laughs> <laughs> exactly um which is obviously like a good thing um to an extent but now that we're um coming out of it a little bit people are going back to work and other parts of life are returning um I'm seeing people get stressed that they're not able to keep up the ridiculous amount of stuff they've been doing. And so I'm just kind of PSA of remember that you're not not doing things, you're just doing other things and it all accumulates into your life. It's not just, just because you haven't written a poem today or finish that piece of art or whatever it is doesn't mean that you are doing nothing and even if you were doing nothing that is okay from time it's to whatever. time or whatever yeah, yeah. <laughs> have right sleep is also something that oh my gosh I needed that thank you for that reminder um it's been a really rough two weeks but <laughs> rest is important um, and then my final question is fun. I always do this for new guests or like recently returning guests or things like that. Um, this is what I call mystery question. And it's something that just comes to me on the spot. So since we were talking a lot about disability, I thought of your poem about the wheelchair with the racing stripes. And it was for writing circle. So it may have been scrapped. But uh, if you could you know, do whatever you wanted to your wheelchair and still be accepted and, you know, taken care of and the things that you, of course, need. What would you do? Ooh. I mean, so I just had a birthday and uh, yes. a friend sent me. I remember that. Some... Happy belated. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, you know, the Hot Wheels flames. So I've got some of them as stickers to put on my chair. Uh, so that's just a thing that's happening. 
Um, I also, I mean, uh, I have considered spikes on the handbars so people leave me alone and don't automatically go, oh yes, wheelchair, I can push this out of my way, no problem. Um, also like, like uh, not flamethrower, but like the sort of jetpack style thing. So I can get, I can get it going a bit because I, so I can't push my wheelchair manually myself. I have to have someone push me around. I'm in the process of trying to get an electronic uh, like add-on to my chair or just an electronic wheelchair. Mm -hmm. um, but it's taking its sweet time to get to me. So uh, in the we went through something similar with, yeah. yeah so I, I hear you. <laughs> it's, it's rough. <laughs> it's, it's not fun, but uh, yeah, just anything to make it faster. And that includes the Hot Wheels flames, of course. <laughs> I love that answer. Thank you so much for your time. And thank you for having this really important conversation. We touched on a lot of amazing things. I hope that due to scheduling, we're able to have you back um, and continue these conversations, maybe share a piece that you're not going to publish, or maybe we'll count me as publishing. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and that you guys listening, have a fantastic day. Check out the Unfinished Art Collective. And of course, Miggy at weird hair underscore wheelchair that's the one yes yeah okay fantastic have a great day everyone and thank you again for tuning in to today's episode of learning to fly the podcast <laughs>